much horror business driving late at night. Psycho 78, 12 o'clock, don't be late, I said all this horror business. Greetings and salutations. My name is Justin Lore. And I'm Liam O'Donnell. And you are listening to episode 95 of Horror Business. And this is a supremely special episode. Very special. Very the most special. A lot of people are talking. A lot of great people are talking about it. A lot of people talk about it. There's chatter on the internet. It's on the web. Great people. A lot of people are saying things. We are joined today by Carly and Amy from Le Final Girls. Hi. Hey. Hey, friends. Thanks for having us. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being on here. It is a most honorable occasion. (laughs) Stop. I like that you Frenchified the name of their podcast. Like that was pretty good. It's true. I was also making Italian hands while I was doing it. So it's like it's it's extra like it's it's super cool. We're so fancy. Well, isn't like French? It's both now. Yeah, I think it's like it's like vaguely European. Let's just say European. It's ambiguous. When Justin, what you want. When Justin speaks French, he makes Italian hands. It's just the way it is. <laughs> I also like that you just said Italian hands, and all three of us are like, sure, yeah. No, yeah, yeah Italian, Italian hands. Sure, I know exactly, yeah. what, exactly that means. what you mean. <laughs> okay, so this episode, we're going to be talking about two films that have the word brain in the title. <laughs> Which might be the only things they have in common. <laughs> It's true. They're both 90s. Uh, Literally, yeah. I I was trying to think, like, was Frank Langella? No, no, he's not. He's not dead alive. We're talking about 1992's Brain Dead, aka Dead Alive, and 1994's Brain Scan. Yeah, they are both 90s movies. Yep. There you go. Brain Scan might be the, like, archetypical 90s movie. Yeah. It is the most '90s. It could any movie that has both CD-ROM and Primus in it is like, it's like (laughs) your mainlining '90s. I was, I was, I completely forgot that like that scene when uh, Trickster is like, here's some real music, and he puts Primus on, and Edward Furlong just like loses, get the fuck out of here. Like I would have the same reaction if someone like came into my house. I'd be like, what are you doing here? And then they put Primus on. I'd be like, that is a fucking line that cannot be crossed. <laughs> Only I put Primus on in my house. That's rude. I mean, there's a lot of rocking songs on that soundtrack, but they're all that kind of rocking that you're like, was this on a comp in the 90s and it was a song you just skipped that had other good songs on it? <laughs> like, they're all just like, yeah. sort of like, you know, this is a band that probably opened for Coal Chamber or something like that. But then when I when the actual soundtrack part of the credits came up there's like a seaweed song on there and a mud honey song on there and i'm like i don't remember hearing actual grunge in this movie like what's going on but they're on the list that came out like right before music in the 90s took a real horrifying dump right into the cultural toilet yes (laughs) (laughs) my favorite 90s thing about brain scan is the double flannel i was gonna say yes yeah It's really good. I mean, flannel around the waist and also wearing the flannel. Yes. You got to. I mean, you could never have uh, enough flannel, really. (laughs) Not in the 90s. The thing about that movie that, like, really dates it, like, really, really, really dates it. What what thing? What could you possibly say right now? No, the fact that they're like, they're like, brain scan with, you know, two gig or not, not even two gigabytes, like two kilobytes of, like, blistering (laughs) action. And it's like, Wow. 
holy shit. Four I mean, I thought 16 you were going to say, you know, spying on women through their windows. <laughs> There's also that. Being an endearing thing, but no, uh, that works too. That works too. I mean, I was going to I mean, if we're talking about that, then that's been a Hollywood trend for you know, a long time. Too I don't much. know. True. We can too decide well. that. I mean, I guess what makes it very nineties is she's into it in a very yeah, intense way. Right back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it nineties. It's female empowerment because she knows it's happening. Yeah. And... She's taking it back. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That was the director's intent. Yeah. Not only men can be creepy voyeurs who <laughs> illegally tape people. Women can it's also true. do that. All right. It's true. It's the nineties. Yeah. It's that fine line of, does she know about it? And is she also into it? Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. you could also argue it's 90s that our digital demon character, we know that he's supernatural because he has weird hair and long fingers. Like that's No, dope. he has fingernails. He has the most oh, that's beautiful true. manicure. That's yeah, true. he really does. Those are like filed to precision. Yeah. Aww. Coffin shape. It's yeah. the coffin shape. It is. I, it's, it's something I aspire to personally. Oh, I love I would, that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd poke myself in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> Well, so before we talk about these movies, what do we need to do, Justin? First off, we need to thank our patrons. Oh, right. Thank you, patrons. Thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I love that you guys are jumping in on the thing. It's very good. If we just want to be included. We do. No, I love it. That's, I like that. I yeah, like that. So we have, a, we have tens of people who support us on Patreon, and we are very thankful for <laughs> them because seriously, without them... There's no way that we could do this. And that I know everyone says that, but like it's really true. Like we uh we rely on their support and um a lot of those folks have turned out to be supportive not just financially through Patreon, but then outside of Patreon, giving us cool ideas, suggesting topics, telling their friends about the show, uh forcing their friends to listen to the show, mm-hmm. uh, you know, spreading the word uh about not just this show but uh, a bunch of the shows is part of the family so uh straight up like we we love all of you who uh are on our patreon and you know we we hope to bring you more and more things that uh you will be happy to receive i was inspired the other day i made a tumblr post years ago um about hey fuck you about (laughs) i just basically listed a hundred of my favorite songs and I think what I'm going to do as a Patreon exclusive is do 20 minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, five minutes. We're going to do five, five, what? five to 10 minutes of me talking about why I love that song, any particular associations I had with it. Because I was like looking on there, I was like, man, this could be like a cool thing. Like, I mean, it'd be easier than because I, I wouldn't agonize over it like I do with every article for this Justin where I end up deleting the idea anyway. But... Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to start doing that tonight where I'm going to start with some of my favorite songs and I'm going to put that on. It's going to be a Patreon exclusive. And, you know, I'll you know probably send it to you guys, too. Thank I you. appreciate cool. that. It'll be called The Songs That Justin Likes. <laughs> I love it. It's, a oh, it's got man. a nice ring to yeah. it. It does. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, hey, who else do we have to thank, Justin? <laughs> so... Carly and Amy, you guys have a podcast, right? Uh, yeah, we actually uh, just started it four and a half years ago. Oh, very yes. new, very new. Yeah, it's been that long. <laughs> Brand new. You're Can five. You it's been that long. Yeah, over two hundred episodes now. That's amazing. I know, right? So, God, I if I wanted to get a shirt that said, "The past four and a half years have been the best years of my life because of Carly and Amy," I love that. 
You'd have wow. to make it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe exist. maybe like a basketball jersey or like oh, hell yeah. On a Dr. Seuss hat. Liam, where would you suggest wow. I go? Wow. Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, the premier screen printer of the Lehigh Valley and possibly the world? Possibly the world. <laughs> Definitely the world. <laughs> two two local screen printing companies have taken shots at the throne and Chris Reject has swatted them aside the way that Ivan Drago kills Apollo Creed in Rocky Fours <laughs> mercilessly smacks him down because um, he's the best to his own mm. detriment, which is to our benefit, they are the best. Right. If you have a podcast or a band or like a competitive eating club or like um, you're planning some sort of weird sex party, if you need something printed, yeah, you know, Merkins. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Go on. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> if you need something printed, you can go to Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations and say, Chris, I am having a consensual orgy <laughs> on whatever date, and I need um, rags for cleaning things up. I need them printed. Um, can you do that for me? And it'll make him sick because he's, he's, very, he's very easily upset. It's true. It'll make him, but he'll do it. <laughs> he'll do it. And he'll do a really good fucking job. So head over, to, <laughs> head over what to com in order to uh, connect with them, let them know what your idea is. If you're worried, like, I have a concept, but I don't have fully developed art, they can help you with that. If you have a picture of what you want they can help you with that they have very skilled graphic designers on staff that can hold your hand towards uh what it is you want uh your creative vision and 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 uh make it happen for you so xlvacx.com for all your screen printing needs uh we also want to thank our other sponsor essex coffee roasters look hang on just one second just look 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 Can we start again? Oh, God. <laughs> Go back to what it meant back Look. then. That's exactly Look. what I said in my head. Open minds. Look. Open hearts. Look. I don't drink coffee. There are, you we all, are we all familiar enough with Bane to quote that song? We is that are, real? Apparently. We're 100%. Jesus Christ. We love, we love Bane. Bane is such a cultural phenomenon. Okay. Let's just keep going with the ad here, or I'll get out a whole thing about Bane. Because I'm not even a, I am the person who I am not even a Bane fan, and I oh where do you, what, what, and I am a Bane. What, what fan. can I send you a fucking trophy and a turkey? No, what I'm saying is I'm not a Bane fan in the sense of like I know a bunch of their stuff, whatever. Like I'm not a let's say let's put it this way I'm not a Baniac, but because they have they really like we're such a cultural force within that community. I am a fan of that phenomena. Like what band, again, there are bands who I think are more classic or that I like more in some ways, but I don't think any band can claim the long-term impact on that community that Bane can. And while they were making that impact, our friend Aaron Dahlbeck was uh, always questing for the best cup of coffee. And he realized- Good segue. Yeah, Good yeah, yeah. Segue. And he realized that uh, there's, 
it's a lot more difficult to find a good cup of coffee than it should be. And so he started Essex Coffee Roasters as a way to make it easier for average folks who maybe feel intimidated by the elitism around quality coffee to get the good coffee they deserve. So uh, what Essex, Essex Coffee Roasters promises you is quality beans, roasted to order so that they're as fresh as possible, and a variety of uh, different roasts for you to enjoy. There's also tea and sick merch. I'm not going to lie, the sick merch is a big draw for me. I'm just putting that out there. It's not, you know, they, they got cool branding and stuff. It's pretty sick. Anyways, Aaron's great. He was in Bain. He was in Converge. Now he's in Be Well. Come on. You're not just supporting quality coffee. You're supporting <laughs> someone who you can name at least one of their songs. No one doesn't know Have at least one Bane song. When Forever Comes Crashing. Have you heard that fucking record? I know. Jesus Christ. You know what I mean? Like, come on. <laughs> also, if you do go to EssexCoffeeRoasters.com and you enter... Uh, the the code Cinepunk C I N E P U N X at checkout you get ten percent off. Not only are we connecting you to quality coffee, we're giving you a discount. Oh my god! You should send us that money. That's what should be happening. Huh? <laughs> huh? Yes. Are you guys are you guys doing that that Cinepunks uh, release like the special edition Cinepunks coffee? I mean, we will at some point, but sure, let's just talk about it. Even though I haven't talked to Aaron about it yet, <laughs> no, no, no. He actually texted me. And he, we, we do want to do it. It's just not a. We haven't settled on it. Like he's pretty committed to like it being a process. So probably I'm gonna have to like test out some coffees and talk to him about what I like and all that stuff. And you know, that's all on me because uh, famously my co-host over at Cinepunks, Josh Alvarez, uh, prefers coffee that tastes like old cigarettes. That's what he wants. Is like coffee that punishes you on the way down he literally he literally mm. views coffee as a way to like uh as an obstacle well he sees it as a way to keep him from ever smoking again it's like it it scratches that itch you know so um i will be doing the taste testing on the coffee instead of josh i'm saying man i want to do a hard business coffee i'll taste the coffee because i don't drink coffee Right. And I just think it would be interesting to have me like sip it, like, oh, that tastes like shit. And he's like, that's the finest espresso money you can buy. And I'm like, cool. I mean, they do tea too. We could do a hard business tea. Oh my god! Let's do a hard business tea. Wouldn't that be sick? I'm like yes. really into that. Yeah, I'd buy it. You should. You should message Aaron right now. I mean, we're recording, but sure. No, 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 no. Do it. It doesn't right, matter. Right now. Okay. This is history. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. You're right. I'll let him know. Okay. History I'm not actually going to do it. So right. I don't even know where my you phone is. You fucking piece of shit. I'm sorry. I'm going to message you. Um, that's it. <laughs> Can we move on to the next thing, please? Wow. All right. Now, this is usually the time when I come up with some clever, weird scenario in my head that results in me asking Liam um, what movies he's watched recently. But we have guests today. We have guests. Mm-hmm. So now. Which goes first, though? Imagine. You're going to choose one. Which one goes first? Yeah. Have you guys done anything involving horror movies recently? Oh. Either one. We oh. recorded our show uh, just the other day. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's what he's looking for, but that's oh, a good, oh, that was a good answer. Oh, oh uh, uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> What's the question? He's trying to get you to talk about any uh, horror you've watched recently, and he's oh, probably on, looking on for show. things that you haven't talked on the show. I, uh, well, I mean, I basically uh, mentioned it, but I'll mention it again. Uh, I watched Impedigore uh, oh, last week. How was week. that? Uh, are you guys familiar with that? I've heard of it, but I don't know what it is. So, uh, did I've you seen see, it on Shutter, yeah. Did you see Satan's Slaves? Yes. Yes. So it's the same director. Sick. And it's a movie, I think it came out last year. Um, 
catching up on my 2020 releases. Um, but uh, I watched that, which was great. Uh, a lot of people don't like it as much as Satan Slaves. I liked it. Uh, I don't think I was comparing it to Satan Slaves. I guess Satan Slaves is a little scarier, but uh, I still really enjoyed it. Uh, that's pretty much the only horror movie outside of our podcast that I've watched recently. She's a liar because we just watched Follow together. Oh, we watched that too. Oh, okay. <laughs> I love I love the fucking accusational tone in your voice. She's so mean about it. But yes, we it's just a little bit forgettable. But it's very we forgettable. Did watch it. We watched it. We did this thing where we texted each other and pressed play at the same time and just kind of texted while we watched it because we're cute like that. It's true. It's true. That's very cute, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Um, I watched Synchronic. Oh, yes. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, and Justin loved it. What did you think? I really liked it. Amy hasn't gotten a chance to see it yet either. No. It looks She's really working good. on it. I'm, I love them. I think they're really great, so I'm really oh, stoked to watch Oh, same. It. They're fantastic. It's not. A, yeah, it's fantastic. not a secret prequel to the Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I mean, probably. <laughs> J- Jamie Jamie Gray is no uh, Sebastian Stan. That's true. Is it all related to their other movies though? Like I'm always thinking they're going to sneak in more of the that cult somewhere. You know. Uh, I didn't catch anything, I didn't but either. I wouldn't put it past them. It yeah. it feels like it takes place in like a different time. Right. I don't know. Like it feels, I don't know. Like it doesn't say when it takes place, but it, it feels weirdly like apocalyptic in some ways, just the way that it's filmed. Yes. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but you guys will see it when you watch it. <laughs> I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty stoked to see it. That is usually how I see things. Yeah. 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 That's how I figure. Them. When yeah. I was... Uh, I was at Fantastic Fest when Spring came out and they were doing this thing with Spring where they were giving all their interviews as members of the cult from um, the other movie. And I I think they were supposed to work some of that footage into um, what is the the endless, but I, I don't know that they did. I think that was the plan, but I think they ended up just filming a bunch of Q and A's of them dressed that way and then not using it for anything. But I I don't know. It's still fun. It was just for them. I saw them after, and they were so, uh, like, I didn't even know them. I just was like, oh, hey, I really liked Spring, whatever, whatever. And they were like, okay, but uh, how how, did the Q&A work? Like, was it okay? (laughs) Like, did you get what we were doing? And I was like, yeah, no, I got it. Yeah, You're like, I got it. (laughs) Don't know if anyone else did, but I got it. I think with that crowd, most people, because that's, I mean, granted, there's, uh, as we all are well aware, there's lots of problems with Fantastic Fest, the same as there is with Alamo. That being said, the crowd of people who would come out to that thing are mostly like pretty dedicated folks. So I'm sure like half the people there had seen their other movies when they played that. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. kind of like if you play something there and you come back, a lot of the people who are there to see your next thing were at your last thing. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, there's like a dedicated group of people. And it's not the only people, there's also rotating people. But I was really amazed at the number of people who were like, this is my 13th one. And I'm like, whoa, really? Like, okay, that's crazy, but cool. Wait. Wait. People went there 13 times in a row? Oh, like 
to the fest? Yeah. I mean, it's been going yeah. on for like 15, 16, 17. I don't fucking know. I'm not going to pretend like That's I know. That's crazy. I don't know. Why. I, I don't know why I was like, yeah, it's been going on. I got the number right here. Like, I don't fucking know. But there are people who That's have been crazy. going for a long time and like knew everyone. And it wasn't, obviously, it's the people who live in Austin, that that's a thing. But even people who live far away have been going for years and years and years. And like, I could only manage financially to go three times. And I was like, all right, I don't know if I'm going to do that again. Like, I just don't. I, I, and again, that's, you know, different people have different sort of life circumstances. But for me, I was like, that's amazing. I don't know that I've gone to anything more than a decade in my life. Like, you know, like other than uh, school, I don't think I've participated <laughs> in anything that long. All right. Mm. Carly, anything else? Um, I just learned that Are You Afraid of the Dark is on CBS All Access. And so oh. I definitely plan on getting real into that. The new one or the old school the one? The old school one. Yes. What? You're welcome, people. I'm nice. a big fan. I'm a big fan. Same. I'm very excited. I have the first season on DVD. So I'm, I'd love to rewatch some of the other seasons because I think it got better after the first. But I loved it all. Yeah, all of it's it. all pretty good. I, I I didn't watch it as religiously as a lot of people, but it was one of those things that when it was on, it's it was one of those guaranteed like, oh, I'm gonna watch this because it's just it was always good. At least in my always. experience. Again, I've, I'm sure there are people who've seen every episode who are like, well, there's a couple of stinkers. But as someone who watched it when I managed to catch it, I was always like, this is always good. It's always yeah. just quality, you know. I was always I was thrilled. terrified of it. Well, I watched it, but I was terrified. The beginning is still scary. It is. They did sure. a great job. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, Justin. What? I watched a horror movie. Can you believe it? Yeah, I know, because we watched the same movie, you fucking idiot. <laughs> we did? Rude. I know. Yeah. He's so mean to me. Can you believe it? Ouch. I'm a... I'm a I'm sorry. He's so I'm just, hard. I'm experiencing a lot of emotions right now. Oh. Um, what was? I think we're going to be talking about the same thing. Psycho Gorman. Yes. Yeah. So that was. I. I. I mean. I mean. Yeah. I posted that. I watched it. But I, that's it. I haven't had a chance to watch much else. But I like specifically. I have this thing now because if I don't watch anything horror related, uh, Justin makes fun of me on the show. And so, like now, like if we're yeah. about to record, I'll be like, I gotta make some time to watch a horror movie here. Justin's gonna be mean. <laughs> I can't upset Justin. <laughs> so delicate. I, so I made time to watch Psycho Gourmet. I actually was hoping to watch something else too, but then I had to catch up on other things for podcasts. But uh, I really liked Psycho Gourmet. Um, I didn't realize it was the gentleman who did the Void, and as you know, I was kind of mixed feelings on the Void. Um, but I really liked this. I thought it was a lot of fun. I appreciated the gore of it. Um, I thought most of the humor landed. Uh, I loved the little, I mean, the, the, the idea that like, um, this girl is just asserting her unwillingness to bend her will to anyone around her. I loved that. Like, I thought that was really great. And, um, I don't know. It's just, it, it just really worked for me up and down. Justin, what did you think of Psycho Gorman? Other than um, duck noises. No, that was my phone ringing because my grandmother's calling me again. Complain about, oh, no, make sure you weren't shot. Yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I was afraid it was going to be like 90 minutes of like, 
look at this cool reference from the late 80s, early 90s. And then look at this reference and blah, 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 blah. Um, because I, 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 I'm not too, like, I'm not too crazy about stuff like that. I was really afraid this was going to be like a full length version of Kung Fury, but like a, like a childish kids movie. And I couldn't have been more wrong. It was like, like laugh out loud, funny, like the scene, this is completely out of context. So it's not really a spoiler. Um, the scene when the brother and sister are like tapping messages back and forth to each other in their bedroom wall. And the older brother's like, are you sure we didn't find grandma today? And the little girl's like, for the last time, grandma's in hell. <laughs> I fucking was, I had to like rewind that and watch yeah. it again. Cause I was laughing so hard. I missed like the 30 seconds that came after that. <laughs> yeah. um, and just like a, a lot of like, they could have really, they, they could have taken the corny route and had it be like, Oh, you know, he's this evil warlord and he learns the value of like, love and 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 compassion and it kind of does go that way but i also like the fact that he's still completely irredeemable yeah um i mean yeah he has like a soft spot for mimi and her brother but he's still just like yeah but i'm like i'm still this like evil thing and that's not going to change like i thought that was like somewhat of a there was like something going on there that was like a little more intelligent than the movie was letting on like this oh, yeah. idea that like well also the fact that the you know he was made evil by these horribly judgmental yes. angel aliens who like yes. are just jerk offs who who justify their uh their existence by basically oppressing everyone around them because of their religious ideas and i was like yeah. you know it it was a little on the nose i guess but in a way that was really fun for me and it it was an interesting context then for Mimi to be just so assertive and unwilling to like uh bow to those around her you know and yeah there's a limit to that like at some point she has to show her brother kindness but that's not about eliminating who she is she doesn't have to stop being her she just has to allow some space for her sensitive brother to be the you know the sensitive beta boy he is yeah (laughs) the one character that psycho gorman can't remember their name (laughs) which was funny every time it happened um yeah, no, it was just, it was like, it had, it had like a lot of cool like references to like um, a lot of great movies that I like. Like I said, it was obviously like a, like there was a heavy Terminator 2 vibe going on, albeit a little more like tongue in cheek. Uh, I also like the fact that there was like a Prince of Darkness nod in this movie that I thought was amazing. Uh, yeah, it was just, it was just a, like... I watched it with my niece again and we both had a great time watching it. My mom watched it like on her own and really liked it. Um, it was just like, I don't know. It was just, it was like a really fun movie that could have got, could have just like rested on the laurels of being like, Hey, look, it's all practical effects. What's up? 90 kids or nineties kids. Ah, slap bracelets, uh, brisk iced tea, whatever else is from the nineties. I don't really remember much. And it didn't. And instead it actually chose to tell like a really cool, um, fun story. I agree. I, I mean, uh, I want to assure people who haven't seen it yet. Effects are very important here. The director, that's his day job. He does practical effects. Like that's what he studied and he's more than willing to, uh, uh, really splatter, uh, this movie with gore. In fact, uh, in an interview, if you go over to cinepunks.com, friend of the show, Adriana Gober, uh, got a chance to interview the director and she, you know, sort of brought up to him that a lot of reviews have claimed it's basically like a gory R rated kids movie. And he, you know, straight up was like, yeah, that was what I was going for. Was like the, 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 
the fun and tone of a kid's movie, but clearly not for kids because it's super gory <laughs> and super bloody and, uh, you know, does whatever it wants. And it really works that way. And I, I, I don't know. I was charmed. I was charmed by it. And, and I think with a lot of movies like this, especially that, um, you know, going in, a lot of people are like, oh, it's so, like, edgy or whatever like i i kind of love hating movies like this like i just think they they think they're so smart and they're not but this was actually like smart like i think it was well made and and thought through and is a you know a good sort of fact uh uh what do do i want to say like uh uh, part of the legacy of astron six which this dude was a part of uh astron six and and uh directly helped direct uh man so um you know, uh, some people love Astron 6, some people hate them. I feel like this is, for me, better than the more direct Astron 6 movies. Um, and I really liked it. So, anyway, Psycho Gorman, check it out. There was also a... And, and I, I didn't follow through with this, but there was, like, in, in the interview, they mentioned, like, there's, like, a... This is, like, an origin story for another one of his characters or something like that. Yeah, I didn't... I wasn't quite sure about that either. I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it could be. I mean, literally, this could be in the same world as Manborg, but that's such a long back draw that I'd be surprised if that's what it was. But I don't remember what he said. Hmm. Some some about like Biocop or whatever. Oh, you know what? I've never seen Biocop. Mm. That's one of the his films. That you know, I've really only seen uh, this, The Void, Manborg, and that uh, Leprechaun movie he did. Ugh. I know. I know, I know, I know. Any uh, well, that's it for me, Justin. Do you have anything you wanted to talk about that you saw recently? I mean, uh, the stand keeps breaking my heart in a good way. Um, I I I think I want to fuck Bill Scar or Alexander Skarsgård and Bill Skarsgård, any of the (laughs) Skarsgårds, any of them. I support Uh, it. Yeah, whoever's available. Yeah, uh, stellar Skarsgård. If you know, if if none of his fucking unholy <laughs> hot sons are available, fair. <laughs> uh, no, other than that, I don't know. Like, um, it's not horror related, but there was a scene on Wandavision that gave me the spooks. Oh, that sure, show is sure. so good. I yeah. I mean, I've been loving. It's I you know. I don't want to get on a thing where it's like people on the internet are wrong, but a lot of people have been really bummed on the show and the pacing. And I, I just what people? I want names and addresses. Yeah. Get out of here with that. Straight Not up, you, it's, but them. No, I'm saying it's straight up like a common thing to see. It's people being like, it's a little anything, slow. Anything comic book related is going to get hate. Well, and I think I too, like, like I guess if you came to it expecting episode one to be like, you know, Endgame or something, you know what I mean? Like. Or get the fuck the, out of here. Endgame doesn't even count because it starts off super depressing and then gets yeah. Excited. So like I don't. I, I guess that's the thing. I I want to be sensitive to people because it's really easy for me to, on this show or any show I'm on to just be like everyone's wrong because that's just who I am as a person. So I'm trying to be a little more sensitive and say I get it, especially for yeah. people who maybe to. came looking for something immediately exciting along the lines of other MCU movies. They maybe didn't realize what they were getting, but I think all the trailers for the show were really clear like yeah. we're doing something different and and they made you wait for three episodes it's not very long you know what i mean no. like it in the realm of tv it's not very long i guess and they're short episodes they're not exactly. even what i exactly. wish that they were you know yeah, i wish exactly. it was longer 
and their performances are so good. Like I actually, yeah. I I had this like my most cynical mind is like, oh, I get it. You guys aren't used to seeing a lot of acting in these Marvel properties. So <laughs> suddenly Elizabeth Olsen and the dude who plays Vision, whose name I should know and I don't, are like out here like doing the work, and everyone's like, I don't know, it's not very engaging. I'm like, are you joking right now? Like they're so good. They're I so love people good. obviously just like garbage. I'm yeah. sorry, but yeah. I'm also yeah. not sorry because these. I think this is one of the most original shows that I've seen in a while and what I really enjoy about it is it feels I don't know if you guys watched Lost when it originally aired but like it's giving me crazy Lost vibes just in the fact that like people watch it and then immediately go like onto the internet and onto message boards to like talk about the easter eggs talk about like theories like it's one of I don't know I think that's kind of one of my favorite things about it is it's just like it's such an engaging show that people can like share their ideas on. I'm not really a lost yeah. guy, but I definitely had that experience with Game of Thrones. Um, mm-hmm. Although you know, there's no merman here, so I'm a little disappointed. No, no, there's not. We're we going back to that, are we? <laughs> we never left that. <laughs> I'm saying in the books it'll be revealed. It's going to come out in the books. I'm just waiting. My goodness. <laughs> the books that will never Justin, come. what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was just going to say, it. Um, <clears throat> I think much in the same way that, like, even going into, like, Winter Soldier, like, even knowing who the Winter Soldier was, when that scene happened, like, the reveal, I was still like, holy shit. Oh, yeah. my God. He's still a lot. Like, yeah. yeah but uh, that's just how, like, well done these properties are, where it's like... um even knowing someone like the backstory of the comics when it's kind of revealed what was going on in WandaVision, I was just like, that's really fucking neat. Like that is super cool. And I just think it's a sign of a property when you know something's going to happen and then it happens and you're still just like fucking a, like that's, that's a well-made TV show or, or, or a well-made movie. Well, and I think it's, it's pretty well documented that you are a slightly bigger fan than me. And so, like, the Winter Soldier moment for you, I got to say, when our FBI agent guy has learned uh, close-up magic since the Ant-Man movie, I, like, <laughs> literally stopped the show and yelled. Because that, that was such a funny moment from Ant-Man when he's, like, ch- yeah. like, how do you do that? And then he does it, and I was like... Who on set was like, okay, you got to do the, you got to do the card thing now. Like you got to, you got to do the thing because it was an Ant Man and whatever. It's such a nerdy moment that I just was like, it's fucking brilliant. I love that. <laughs> it's so small. I got that, but honestly, I got it because I watched uh, TikTok way too much TikTok, yes. and someone like showed it on TikTok, yes. and I was like, that's so funny. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I will straight up own that there are lots of things I know about the world because of TikTok now. Like TikTok, TikTok is, is really, so amazing. It's just helped my life. I just love, I love it, so, it much. so much. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me since quarantine. Famously, a uh, friend of the show, Dana Belletier, and uh, my other co-host, Josh Alvarez, were on a text chain together where they refused to actually participate in TikTok, but I insist on sending them TikToks over text. Oh, yeah. And uh, it, they find it both a joyous and torturous experience, depending on <laughs> the TikTok. Fuck that. I mean, Animal TikToks are the best. I mean, tell I mean Carly will tell you all about it. She refuses to go on TikTok, but I send her TikToks regularly. It's yes. true. But she actually watches them. Everyone. I watch every yeah. single one. <laughs> I, I handpick them for her, but I pick the ones I know she'd like. They're always excellent. Yeah. I've never been disappointed. 
See, I don't. Uh, part of me sending them TikToks is this thing where I don't understand why they don't like the ones that I like. So we kind of <laughs> discuss them after they go. No, I don't like that. And I'm like, really? It wasn't funny for you. Uh, I will say there is a there's a thing where if you are going to the to watch the TikToks. Tip tops, the TikToks, not on the app. There's a screen, there's like a preview screen that can actually ruin the joke. So there's one I sent where there's just a horse on someone's porch and you just don't expect it. And because I was so surprised, I was so fucking surprised by this horse, I sent it and they're like, why is that funny? I'm like, there's a fucking horse. And they're like, yeah. I saw the horse in the preview screen. I'm like, there's a preview screen that ruins the whole thing. The idea of a preview screen makes me so bad because the brilliance of TikTok is when you can end it with something that no one saw coming. That's like, that's a truly epic TikTok for me. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Anything else, Justin? What else have you, anything else you want to talk about? No, I started, I started reading um, The Conspiracy Against the Human Race by Thomas Ligotti, which... I am starting to suspect was a massive mistake on my part. Oh yeah, just because it like it, it's it's like my already like not great view of the world. Sure, but kind of backed up with like philosophical applications that I understand. It'd be like I can relate through like stuff I know about like horror films and Lovecraft. So it's a great book. It's just not uh, good for what's the word I'm looking for. Here we go. You could say that is a book that solely concentrates on the negative aspects of life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, I hear you. Like, if, you know, famously, we talk here on here, but, you know, it's true of all the kinds of movies I like. I tend to prefer films that are really harsh, you know? We always joke, you know, the films we love don't love us back. But lately, I've just been so down. Like, right now, uh, to set the stage, I'm, I'm recording in front of a window, and I'm looking at the window, and I'm looking at more snow falling on what was already too much snow. And it's like a perfect setting for me to just give up on life. Like that's like my nightmare I'm looking out the window at right now. So the idea that I would be like, you know what? Um, I'm going to throw on Come and See or I'm going to throw on uh, Possession or you know what I mean? Like some super brutal film. It's just not the space I'm in right now. I'm like much more like uh, – trying to watch things that are slightly less nihilistic uh just because like i i don't feel i feel a little too brittle for that material even though it's the material that i love it's like my favorite kind of art is totally dark but right now i'm like "Ah, i'm not i'm not the space for that yeah this isn't this isn't art so much it is as it is like uh i don't know I don't know what it is. It's a fucking nightmare. <laughs> sure. That's what it is. Sure. Look it up. Sure. It's a, it's, 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 it's a book that people like me shouldn't read. All right. Um, all, right. all right. So I guess we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> That's the best possible though to take a break. <laughs> and when we come back, we're going to talk about 1992's splattertastic zombie comedy film, Brain Dead, a.k.a. Dead Alive. We'll be right back. On this picturesque block, in this manicured home, something evil, something terrifying, something horrifying, is haunting life. His mother. I thought you 
what I told you to spray this house. The place is infested with bourbon. Although she was a little strict. Look at this dust. It's an inch thick. He never wished her any harm. You look after me like Until... <laughs> your mother's dead, Lionel. Now, whatever mom's got... Who's your mother? ...has caught on with the neighbors. She's been bitten! You can pray. I kick ass for the Lord! You can plead. You can beg for mercy. But nothing you can do will stop. Because how do you kill something that's already Trimark Pictures presents a modern masterpiece of horror. Your mother ain't my dog! Dead Alive. Party's over. And we are back to talk about 1992's New Zealand splatter comedy, written and directed by Peter Jackson, produced by Jim Booth, and... Written by Peter Jackson. <laughs> Brain Dead. Also known as Dead Alive in North America. Okay. Before I get started, I want to ask the final girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what is your experience with, with Peter Jackson? Oh, I love Peter Jackson. Same. Big love. Yeah. We've, we've discussed him on our show uh, previously. Um... I'm a big fan of just knowing that he did these like super gory, campy, fun movies, um, you know, before he became like a big deal, you know? So I'm a, I'm a fan. Interesting. What? Um, <laughs> Why is that No, because like, because like, okay, so my introduction to Peter Jackson was The Frighteners. Okay. And then. I heard that he had done this movie, and I was like, oh, that's a little different, because The Frighteners isn't, is, like, over the top and um, blatantly comedic as uh, this movie is. And then he did, like, the fucking Lord of the Rings movies and King Kong, Mm -hmm. and now, for me, what's weird is I don't see him as, like, a hard director at this point. To me... It's like he is the guy who did Lord of the Rings, who also happened to do these insane splatter films. And Have I was just curious. Bad if taste? It, that's I've never I, I've never seen Bad Taste. I've oh, never man. seen Meet the Feebles. Oh man, really? Okay, so so we did an episode on Bad Taste, probably a couple of years ago. Probably sure. his a couple yeah, years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, I highly recommend that. Oh, it's I so actually, fun. I actually prefer I think Bad Taste to. Uh, this movie. Agreed. Um, yeah, I, I'm sure that's not a popular opinion, but it is a fact of how I feel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I, you should go back and watch that because you feel his youth and how fun he was. I just feel like he, he was like a child and then he was like, okay, now I'm going to be a grown-up director. I don't think he did horror the way 
that like serious horror directors would approach horror. I think he didn't morph into that. I think he viewed horror as this childhood part of him and then he decided okay i'm done with this i'm gonna go do some grown-up things now like i don't necessarily agree with that but that's the impression i get you know seeing his early movies that are incredibly ridiculous to what happened later it's it's interesting that you mentioned him being an adult and growing into that because and having like a youthful energy because one of my biggest problems with um, the Hobbit trilogy was that it just felt tired and it just mm. felt like everything, everyone was just like wiped out making that movie. And then you, you watch the commentary with Peter Jackson and that's exactly how it was, was that he was just like, for lack of a better phrase, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true, especially when you look at bad taste that was filmed over what, like four years. Yeah. yeah. Like, so he's kind of used to, at that point, doing these, like, huge epic things. And then obviously with, like, Lord of the Rings, it, like, made sense because we had all these different books. With The Hobbit, it felt different because it was, like, almost trying to make it extend, you know? I can't. Yeah. I So, I, I know, Justin, you didn't ask me, but my <laughs> relationship to Peter Jackson was, um, I, I was really surprised. So, first, I was amazed that the dude who made the frighteners a movie that i like very much made this movie because my first experience with this movie was being at a party in my 20s (laughs) or late teens early 20s and this movie being put on by some jerk off i wanted to fight who was literally <laughs> ruining a night where I was very much trying to hook up. And like yes. I was very much trying to sweet talk this, yeah, this, this is lady. This not a hookup movie. I was very much trying to sweet talk this lady at a party, which we had been hanging out all night. And this was just where we ended up was at this party. And this dude was like fucked. Like he was high out of his mind. He was trying to insert himself in between me and this lady. And the way he was doing it was, let's put on Dead Alive. You guys are going to fucking love it. And it just did not land with me for a variety of reasons. And then when the Lord of the Rings movies came out, I was like, this is the dude who did Dead Alive? Like, what the fuck? It doesn't feel at all the same. That's why it's so weird. It is really weird because... You know that, like, Bad Taste, Dead Alive, that's his authentic self. Right. At least it was at some point. And it's just so different. It's weird to see a horror director morph in this way. I mean, we definitely have seen horror directors morph into sure. yeah. action and fantasy. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, they're not that different. Um, but... This is so such a depart from how he did horror and how he approached horror, right? That it it doesn't feel it doesn't feel authentic, I guess. And maybe he just wanted to do big budget movies, and that's his jam. Right. Um, but it is weird. It's really weird. Well, they, really when weird. they when they first came out, I was very much in love with the Lord of the Rings movies and the extended versions, whatever. Um, but over time, I, you know, I've become quite the heretic. Like I don't like those movies anymore. I don't enjoy them. I'm not into them. Meanwhile, uh, well, I went back and rewatch and didn't rewatch. Watch for the first time, Bad Taste and Meet the Feebles, and when I, and then eventually rewatched this movie. I had an appreciation. I think I think seeing his brand of humor in those earlier movies made me thank you 
made me connect with this movie in a way that, you know, watching it at a party when I'm distracted made me not enjoy this movie. Yeah. And now I, I still don't love it. I actually really do agree with you that Bad Taste is a better film. And I would actually say Meet the Feebles is a better film. But I get this movie now and it really rings with me. Whereas, you know, I won't say The Lord of the Rings are movies are bad but i'm just tired of it i'm just not as excited about it as i was when they came out and i was very much like these are the fucking best things ever yeah i i think when you watch like lord of the rings and king kong there are and i I only really picked up on this after watching his earlier stuff extensively there are certain there are certain like it's certain visual elements that are in this movie a lot and in The Frighteners a lot, that you see pop up occasionally in Lord of the Rings in certain moments. Especially when it's like, there's like the real, the, the, there's like a wide angle, like a slightly wide angle lens and a close up on the character's face that he does a lot in this movie. There are scenes in Lord of the Rings, if you go back and like rewatch them, especially with like the orcs or when like um, Frodo puts the ring on and they're trying to like make it seem like creepy and weird. There's like there's that effect. You're like, oh, that's right. Peter Jackson made this movie. Like the rest of it is all this like medium rare epic adventure film. But I love the moments when like that like that like he uses that technique that he made that he used a lot in these movies to like kind of bring about this like look how fucking gross this kiwi is eating like you know talking about his nephew and his dead his dead sister. And he's like using like he's vaping. I guess what that was. I don't know what the uncle was doing. But there was like those weird close-ups on his face or like the close-ups of people eating, which is fucking disgusting. That technique pops up occasionally, like Lord of the Rings and King Kong. And I just think that's like such a I mean, I'm not gonna be like I'm not gonna like call him like a pioneer for not turning his back on for for, for you know sticking to his hard roots, because he obviously didn't. Um but I do think it's it, it's it's neat that you see some elements of that pop up. Like in the same way that like you can watch like the Sam Raimi Spider Spider Man films, and he does a lot of shit he did in like Evil Dead. Sure, yeah. I do also want to uh, uh, really quick uh, address our uh, erasure of Heavenly Creatures that we haven't brought it up yet because that's a movie that gave us uh, Melanie Linsky, and that's just a gift to all of humankind uh, because I love her for all time. So uh, Heavenly Creatures, much respect. Uh, yeah. I I like all of his movies that I've seen. I haven't seen Meet the Feebles, um, but I think I've seen most everything else. And sure. I I just I don't know. I like it all to be honest. Um, he also did The Lovely Bones, which was like a complete departure yes. from everything. Yes. And um, I just I don't know. I think it just speaks to his range of interests. Um, more than anything like these uh, and he has like there's little bits and pieces of him obviously like that you can see in bad taste in dead alive that translates throughout all of the movies and he's got this like fun like but also beautiful eye that I think you just kind of see as he is given more money to do the things that he wants to do um and so it's obviously easy to compare them because he's one guy doing all these things but i also think it's just really cool to see a kid who made a movie over 4 years kind of grow into right. what we have now yeah i i mean i love that movie i think there's just something about it that's so charming um i we probably should just jump on into to 
dead alive slash brain dead. I'm so used to it being dead alive, by the way, that um, when Justin suggested it for this, I was like, why would we watch Dead Alive? It took me forever to make the connection that, oh, yeah, right, it's called Brain Dead. Um, and I also want to very specifically uh, uh, mention that a uh, friend of the show, Doug Tilly, uh, floated me and Justin a copy of this. That's a that's a super cut of all the stuff that's cut out of each version of the film mm-hmm. into one longer version of the film. Now, granted, I didn't really feel it's like seamless. it was... It's seamless. <laughs> Seamless. <laughs> I didn't yeah. really feel like it was that different. I didn't really care for one way or the other, but it was nice of him to get us that copy. So I've actually seen like the fullest version, I guess. Um, yeah. I don't know that it matters that much for interpreting the film or anything like that, but it was nice to have. Um, so, it, you know, what do you guys real, what, I, Go ahead. I, I just wanted to say real quick it's funny that you had this, that experience with Dead Alive because a couple years ago at a Halloween party, um, it was the year I dressed up as. Um, Jack Goodman from An American Werewolf in London. Sure. Uh, I was at a Halloween party and there was some fucking tryhard, fucking extreme ag- aggro metal boner dude who was like, we got to put Dead Alive on, man. You, you guys ever hear Dead Alive? It's the goriest movie of all time. And it's just like, I'm so glad that this dude doesn't know I'm like into horror films because I couldn't fucking stand talking to this guy. But he thought he was like the coolest person in the universe for having heard of Dead Alive. And I, you know, I just, I let him have his moment, like whatever, it's not a big deal, but it's like, what, what is it about like this movie that attracts like boner new metal dudes? I mean, I, I assume it's zombie baby, right? Like that's, it's either zombie baby or it's, it's the lawnmower through the group of people. Like I, I I think that's just amazing. Yeah, it's got to be the lawnmower, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, don't be wrong. Like, it, you know, watching it now without any sort of chip on my shoulder, it is kind of, it, you know, Peter Shax is kind of brilliant, right? And I don't know that all the elements of this movie work for me, but the fact that he was the one who thought, like, okay, what can I, what can I fucking possibly do to make this a, you know, a, a new and fresh thing? Because even by, you know, whatever nineteen ninety. What is this? Two, four? What would what we say? Ninety two. Yeah. Ninety two. Ninety two. There was already a huge crop of zombie films, right? Like it's not that even ninety two. It's like we are very familiar with zombie films, and the fact that he is doing something here that a, you know, it, it brings a new level of grossness to it, you know, uh, and b uh, adds something that at least is original, even if it maybe isn't doesn't always work. I think is really interesting. I I don't know. What do you all think? I don't. I, I, Amy and Carly, what do you guys think of this movie? Is this is this like a, a a fresh original take? Is it like is it worth all the the love it gets from from certain folks within the horror community? What do, what do you think of this movie? I don't really consider this a zombie movie. Um, it's like in, sick. They're like sick people in the purest sense. I mean, I guess it's more of an infection. Sure, but yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm not one of those nitpickers, but I, I I honestly mean more of it along the lines of um like it doesn't feel like a zombie movie. It doesn't okay. it doesn't have the slow burn. A lot of times, zombie right. movies are right. more about the uh, the people dealing with the zombies than the zombies itself. I feel like this is just uh it feels more almost like Evil Dead uh to me in turn uh, I wouldn't consider them zombies either. So I would, cons- I don't know. I feel like. I think that's really interesting. I've always had that argument too. A lot of people do consider the Evil Dead movies zombie adjacent. And I, I don't mm. see them that way at all. I th- Demonic. Yeah, yeah, right? Exactly. Demonic. Yeah. Um, uh, 
I don't know, but these folks are dead. These folks are dead, though. They are dead, and it is from an infection of some kind. I don't know. But I mean, they talk, and mom grows into Return Return of the Living Dead, though. Return of the Living Dead, they talk, and it's an infection. No, I'm, do I'm kind of. Do they grow I, I, 15 times their size right, and then I mean, engulf them into their womb? Sure. I, mean, I don't think that happens. Right. I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a very that's a fair I point. That part. No, that's a fair point. No, I, I, I see where Amy's coming coming from with this because it does have like this whole movie could have just been like the fact that the mom dies and comes back to life is sort of like it's not really like important of a plot. Like she was fucked from the moment she got sure. bit. Like this yeah. very no, easy could have been like a goofier 28 days later. She does eat the dog. And then she eats the dog. Before she does eat she the dog. Dies, yeah. Which is, I think the yeah. moment that I do think it, it, it makes it not, at least if we're going to say but there's any sort of not rules, dead yeah. though, like, sorry, not to interrupt, but like maybe they aren't dead. Maybe it is kind of an evil dead situation because huh. they said, you know, when they're in Australia and they take this rat monkey, whatever it is, they, they basically said, like, it's going to be cursed. It's going to curse the land. Like, it could sure. be demonic. Yeah. It could be a demonic. Yeah. And we have the girlfriend's uh, mom or grandma or whatever saying that, like, bad, basically bad vibes are going to follow you. Like, right. you're yeah. cursed. So, I mean, it's it, not necessarily, they, maybe they're not dead. Maybe they're possessed by a demon that's, like, slowly, you know, de- Killing their core bodies. I don't know. I, I mean, know I mean, at a certain point, it doesn't matter, right? Stupid. Like, totally. like th- there's a there's a claymation rat monkey. You can't really be that worried. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's not. I I, I think it's it, it's more about there. Um, there is uh, an element of infection and this fucking rockabilly uncle who is you know the worst dude ever him having a party is when you know shit's about to pop off this is a manageable situation for our hero until you know it's mildly managed it's somewhat manageable until fucking uh uh date rape uncle shows up with his (laughs) slick back i mean that's who he is this is he is is, yeah he and 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 it's a rat or is it a it looks more like a rat they keep calling it a rat monkey but it 100 percent only is it is it a mildly racist stereotype to find this thing on another island at all (laughs) yes it is this is about by people with bones in their noses yes i mean this is it's worth keeping in mind how fucking slash uh uh, you know it's funny because is this is set where is this supposed to be new zealand or australia like Wellington, I think. Yeah. So, so New but Zealand. the but the slick back hair date rape uncle is such an Australian stereotype. There's a whole genre of Australian film based on this guy, right? He's a bogan. Yeah, he 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 is very much this, and the anxieties at, at play in this film are also very much at, at play in Australia, which is is like we are white people who live in Asia, and we're very much afraid of that fact. And at any moment, something involved with uh, local native cultures is going to come get us, and it's going to be gross, whatever it is. The, the, this is along the lines of all kinds of, uh, uh, of, of a whole tradition of horror in Australia, even if it is set in, you know, in, in New Zealand. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's interesting that you said that because I didn't really view it that way. Like, I didn't – I viewed – I mean, I'm not saying that it's not, you know, racist or somewhat stereotypical because it totally is. But I, I, I viewed it more like don't take things from this island. Like, oh, don't, totally. Like, I didn't view it as, 
if anything, I thought they seemed very intelligent and right. <laughs> were trying yeah. to do the right thing, uh, which is nice, I guess. But um, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, I, it could be more of a cursed thing than it yeah. is like a zombie. They just don't. There's nothing zombie about it. There's nothing. I don't know. I don't get. I, don't I think get the e- I this. think the only time people would say it's. I mean. Again, I don't. I don't think any of us particularly cares one way or the other. But I think the 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 tie into zombies would be the people eating people thing. But I think you're right that the infection. I mean, this is the conversation me and Justin had when we covered uh, Twenty Eight Days Later, right? Like the infected are not zombies, but I get why people are confused. You know, like I get the there are sort of similar images that one uses, but it's not the same thing in any sort of literal sense. And I think that's true here too, right? Everyone who gets bit immediately starts attacking other people. Um, I think you get into the zombie thing when they continue to live on, but I think that that, you know, like when the woman is still trying to get people when her head has been made into a a fucking light fixture. (laughs) 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 Clearly she's not, alive in any sort of sense whatever but it doesn't really matter right like all of this exists as a way for us to just get grosser and grosser and grosser and in a way that i think is like pretty fucking uh uh uh, interesting and fun even if it it isn't always i think completely work you know like what what are for y'all what are some of the moments here that like are really like you know Awesome. And what are the moments that like maybe don't quite work for you? I feel like I'm talking a lot. Carly, do you want to go first? Uh, I mean, I really just think this movie is super fun and I love yeah. all the grotesque, gross out moments. Um, yeah. My favorite probably being the soup scene. Uh, oh. it's like literally makes me want to throw up all over it's the disgusting. place. It's so every single disgusting. time. And I'm, but I'm like, that's so good. I'm like, I hate this, but I like, I hate it in the, I love it kind of way. Sure. You know? Um, I also just really appreciate like the melodramatic love interest that we have. And like, I don't, yeah. there's just so many good, weird moments that, uh, I don't know, just make this movie like, strangely endearing <laughs> yeah 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 i that the soup scene it's funny in a, in a movie that has something as over the top as the lawnmower sequence that soup scene is still <sighs> utterly just upsetting just upsetting at a visceral level just thinking about it like ugh, ugh. yeah it makes me <laughs> wretch a little bit every every everything about it is so like even if it had just been that like that guy eating it it's i still yeah. would have like made me want to fucking gag <laughs> Because he's just like, oh, I like my. What, what he's, is it soup or is it is it pudding? I don't know. Oh, it's pudding. It's, it's, it's pudding. gross. But when he says, "This is how I like a good pudding. It's nice and creamy, rich and creamy." It's like just the sight of that man savoring food. It made <laughs> this, me want to like sound, shove right? my hand sound, down my throat. It's, it's disgusting. It and then there's like weird stuff shooting into it, bodily Ugh, fluid. Yeah, oh. yeah ears and stuff and like the color of it like it looks so good you're just like that's legit and it's gross (laughs) (laughs) there's just something there's something about like thick dead blood that is so viscerally like upsetting to me and or like oh god i'm like i could feel my gorge rising like (laughs) it it is i don't know this movie hits like i don't get grossed out often in movies i mean um, famously, 
uh, my coworker and I tried to watch Sallow together a couple years ago, and I was like, I'm fucking tapping yeah. out. This is too much. I cannot do this. And he was like, no, I, I have to do this. But, like, Sallow is one thing. Like, I don't get grossed out, like, when I watch, um, like, The Fly. Right. Like, I watch that, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, that's yucky, but it's not, like, gag-inducing. This is making me physically nauseous mm-hmm. right now, even thinking about it. Just, like, the Same. idea of, like, I, it's it's fucking vile. It's just it's, but that speaks to it. Like that, the fact that he they made this movie yeah. and it's so gleefully like shoving your face in this like gooey, yes. yeah. rotting, visceral, pussy movie. It's so effective. Is, it really is. It's, it, the weird thing about this movie though is I I am notoriously love uh, this type of campy gore and goopiness and disgustingness. This just, uh, I think it's a little too much for me. Wow, uh, yeah. I feel you. Okay. I feel you on that, yeah. Which I, I think I think it could have um, benefited from some additional editing. Um, I just huh. think it was, I think it would have almost been more effective if it was a little bit less than what it is. Like, I think some things lasted too long. Um, some of the humor just kind of... Ang- uh, annoyed me uh, instead of sure. like, make me laugh. Uh, I think we could have cut the whole baby thing out completely because that was just stupid. The, in my the, opinion, ba- the playground baby seat. So, like for me, like uh, the you know, there are moments of gore here that I think are fucking brilliant, just next level. You know, Peter oh, absolutely. Genius. The absolutely. playground, the whole playground sequence for me as a viewer, I'm like, all right, let's move on. Like I'm yeah, fucking yeah. done with this. I, it, it, every part. Not every part, but most of the parts where, all right, we're cutting to a dude in a baby suit just so we can get footage of the baby running. I'm like, fuck you. I don't care. Like, cut this all out. I don't need this it. This should have like a 72-minute <laughs> runtime, in my opinion. I can like agree. We, yeah. I can agree with we, that. We could have cut this down a bit. Yeah. I it's, mean, there was just a, a couple times where I'm like, okay, already. Enough already. And You don't want a film where the... That where the the point the the whole telos of the movie seems to be gore and humor, right? You yeah. don't want that kind of movie to feel bloated, and this feels a little bloated. It feels a little extensive. Yeah. I mean, even our yeah. it, like, I think it works for what it is, but like, it, it, we have such a long intro scene. It's not just the the stuff on the island. It, it go, for me, it just goes on a little long. Are getting to know the community and him and his mother and all these other it all of it. There's just a lot here, and it feels yeah. like a little much for me. And then to have so much, like there was really a point where I'm like, okay, well now that we're in the party, how long is this going to go? It goes a long fucking time. Yeah, and the party's too long. There's a lot opinion. of characters I don't care about, and we're yeah. waiting to see mm-hmm. them get killed. I don't know, Justin, what do you think? Is this too much? I mean, not just in the kind of, like, we're describing two two versions of too much here. It might be too long, and there might be too much gore, and it might be that the gore loses effectiveness after a while. Justin, do you feel like it's too much in all those ways, or what do you think? Um, I think it's a little too... I'm not averse to, like, ridiculous bullshit. Sure, sure. I, it's That's fine. What... My problem with this movie is that, like, it's like the charm wears off after a while. Yeah. Um, it yeah. seemed yeah. like they were trying to pack every single, like, ridiculous idea they had 
um, into it, it, you know into the movie just to get like as much of a rise out of the audience as possible. Um, which again, I'm not I'm not averse to per se. I just think that it's like fucking enough already. Like mm. the scenes, um, the scenes in the party, especially like where Lionel's trying to run away and it goes on this like goofy like three stooges moment i was just like like that went on for like 10 15 seconds sure. and that doesn't sound like much, much but it's in real time it's fucking agony like if it had been like a one and done thing that took like two to three seconds i'd have been like okay that was that was effective i think so, yeah but that i agree i think that's kind of what uh it makes sense of what amy was saying like sure film it get it out of the way but then like once you're in post get it into editing and like sure yeah. you know whittle those moments down and so that they land a little bit better it it's like that that attitude the, the that 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 sort of like phenomenon in this movie it extends to the whole movie like there's a lot of parts in this movie that i think would have been effective like amy said just trim it mm-hmm. down like the, the scene with the priest doing like karate in the graveyard that is like somewhat <laughs> iconic, but like it's funny for about it's so stupid. 15, 20 like, seconds. No, no. And then it just keeps going and going for, and going. And it's for like for me, the, the, the first time I saw this movie and I didn't love it. The one part that made me laugh was when he's like, I kick ass for the Lord. I was like, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But I, I, so I, I, I will say this is now the fourth time I've watched this movie. And on the fourth view, I'm like, yeah, it's the kick ass for the Lord guy. Like it's become such a goddamn meme that now I'm kind of like a little over it uh, a little bit. You know, it, 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 it loses some of its charm uh, for me. The same as like I also am, I'm kind of over the sentient guts, you know, like the there's the 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 the. I guess it's a character at this point. That's just <laughs> no, the sentient I, innards. I'm kind of, I kind of, I'm kind of over. When it. it's begging for its life, I was just like, okay. <laughs> like when it literally makes like praying hands with lungs, I was like, <laughs> look at that thing. Like I'm not gonna lie, like it, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but it's it's almost like, it's almost like in Gremlins, when. The gremlins are singing from a Christmas from Christmas Carol books, and they're holding the books up. <laughs> it's so fucking, and they have like ear, like it's so stupid, and it's like, like that. That's what I mean. It's like that's that's the kind of quick, like bite sized humor that works in this movie. Is just like one scene of hybrid guts praying for its begging for its life that works sure not like well the guts show up five separate times like the fifth time you see the guts it's like like, all right it's this guy again like enough uh, with the guts yeah yeah, yeah, totally (laughs) i think that's what it boils down to Um, is that the the structure of the film is that like once the party starts we're supposed to be in this like um almost like it's supposed to be tense like we're going from character to character and watching them try to survive but at that point we've been so pummeled with goofy bullshit that like there's no tension right like i don't Mm -hmm. care it at that point you're really functioning only as a comedy so like either the bit is funny or it's not and there's a bunch of bits that don't work so i wish they would have cut them out yeah no that's exactly i mean that's that that goes back to what amy said like she she hit the nail on the head. It's it's like, um, it, it like it gets so over the top that the horror element, like the actual, like not the horror genre, like the evocation of a feeling of horror, is completely done away with because you're just like, oh, like there's 
fucking millions of gallons of blood being sprayed everywhere and just like gutsy bullshit. It, 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 you just become like numb to it. I, I don't, I don't, that's, it, it's like the, 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 the parts, the grossest parts of this movie, the goriest parts for me, it's the, the really simple, you know, the fucking lesion ejaculating fucking goo and pus into the custard. Just a simple mm-hmm. one and done shot that just doesn't, you know, drag out. And it's not like, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm, I'm honestly amazed with the, the way the rest of this movie plays out. I'm honestly amazed that like they didn't make that scene go longer right. to the point of where like he's actually ladling blood and being like, oh, "I love a good custard. It's creamy." Rubbing it all over himself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Taking a bath in it. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yeah. You can ask as many questions oh, as you'd thanks. like. Uh, I have a question, and it is about the time period in which this movie takes place which is 1957 if i'm not mistaken yep why is that necessary why are we making I, a period film is it just like yeah. they had uh access to a bunch of old cars so they decided hey <laughs> i i've it's, thought about that i thought it was just to give you the I, I mean okay so like i do think there's a certain kind of anxiety like you know like the 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 world around us is dangerous and someone's going to bring back. Like, I feel like if in a modern film, someone was like, I discovered an undiscovered monkey and uh, now we're all going to get a horrifying disease from it. It, it, You'd kind of be like, no, you didn't. There's nothing left. I I mean, I'm really skeptical that we're going to, unless it's in the ocean, that we're going to find anything new all the time. Right. Like, I guess it's meant to be like, this is this time period of like, you know, we're worried that there's something we're going to find in a jungle somewhere that's going to kill us. But it seems so over the top that, like, what is it about the 90s that we couldn't have just done this in the 90s? Like, I I, I kind of get it on paper, but watching the film, I'm thinking, you know, again, I, I guess it kind of works for Rockabilly Uncle and his fucking zoot-suited buddies or whatever the fuck is going on there. I don't there. know. Rockabilly was pretty popular in the 90s. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't know <laughs> that it's needed. Like, I get it from a distance, but watching it, I'm thinking, this feels kind of unnecessary. Well, here, here here's the thing, Liam. Yeah. Technically, technically, this movie can't happen because in Peter Jackson's universe... Uh, Skull Island sank beneath the sea sure. shortly before World War II, sure. as we know from the extended King Kong companion right. that told us the scientific name of the monsters that ate Andy Circus. And because technically this is canon, because the, the the rat monkey is technically in King Kong, technically this movie can't happen. This movie's bullshit. Fuck Peter Can Jackson. Can you say technically again? Technically. <laughs> technically, I can. No, what I just said when I was like, re- quote unquote, researching this movie. People have said that. Like, there are serious horror fans out that are like, well, you see, this movie doesn't work because Skull Island sank beneath the waves certainly before World War II. And it's like, you're going to fucking, you're, you're going to miss everything that's cool in this world because you're obsessed with shit like that. I mean, I kind of get it because, like, we we were very inclined to, like, figure out, like, if these fucking things are zombies or not. And I don't know that Peter Jackson gave a fuck when he was making this movie. Like, no, he really was no. just like, make didn't. it grosser. It's got to be grosser. Yeah. Let's just make it more gross. And I don't think he really was concerned. But it is true that, like, I've been to plenty of zombie marathons where they've played this movie. And I'm like, is it a zombie movie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if this <laughs> qualifies. We're still talking about that. Anyways, I'm I, you, okay. Here, let's talk about. I'm sorry to take over. No, but do can it. Can I just say, uh, here's the main reason why this isn't a zombie movie. Let's talk about mom. 
What sure. happens to mom? What? Well, and that is what right. What happens to her? I don't know. And this is, I mean, again, this is why I do feel like, and I do think this is intentional because he does this in some of his other films. He, I, I do think that Peter Jackson understands a certain kind of white anxiety that you can only get from those parts of the world. And I think this is, a, a, a bit of it because this is a medical thing, right? This should be me- she's bit by a diseased animal, right? But there See, I, is I viewed it as I view it as supernatural. I, I think always... it's meant to be. I think because she comes the way she comes out of the ground, yeah, it is supernatural. And I I love, but I think the the fact that he's combined it like this is something supernatural that has deeply gooey biological relationships that I love that. I I think there's something about that that works. I wish the rest of the movie were less of a mess because I do think there's something about that that's like actually really interesting but you know this movie isn't meant to be like intellectually interesting it's meant to be fucking gross and funny right and it manages to be entirely gross and and more funny than not i still think it overall it works i just think that you know but is she herself is she a demon at that point like what do you think she is when she's her giant, a self useful with the puppet, boobs a, a puppet that they could make on their budget. No, I mean, in, in the <laughs> no, no, film. I, she I, is. I, 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 Go ahead. I, oh, you first. You're the guest. Oh. You're the first. You're the guest. <laughs> oh, guest. I was just gonna say she is the entity that this virus has grown into. Um, Do you think they all would have grown that big eventually? It's a good question. Or if there's like she was kind of the first. Uh, incubator, human incubator of the virus. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's like the the queen, the queen of the of yes. the rest. You know, right. it's possible. Right. I, I I I tend to think of it more uh, like Amy was saying, like a like it's like a current, like she's that that whatever this is, even though it feels like it's spread biologically, that it's related to some sort of deep curse. And that there's some, she's basically become some sort of demon at the end or some other kind of like monster. I mean, again, before anyone writes us to let us know, we know this is ridiculous. Like, you know, there's a, there's a, there's, there's a lot of this movie that obviously lets us know not to take it too seriously. But I am, I, I did think literally the, the first couple times I watched this movie, I did very much think, I don't understand what's happening at the end, you know, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, you know, it's an over the top way to end. I personally think for me, it doesn't work. I'd rather see her just be a even gooier version of herself, but I I, I like it. I don't love it. I don't love it. It makes me super uncomfortable. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, it does. It makes me super uncomfortable. Her boobs are hanging out in her, her womb engulfs him and it's, it's, I mean, uh, I will say the symbolism of her womb engulfing him is very, very good. Like that part, I like. It, it, it almost reminds me of like, um, it, like that scene at the end when she becomes like the monstrous like mother figure. It reminds me sort of like if aliens, like the end of Aliens, where Ripley confronts the alien queen. If that was done by someone who was just like on a fucking boatload of drugs and was, or possibly was like, like stupid. And they were just like, wouldn't it be cool, like, if the alien, like, ate Ripley or the girl with its, like, womb vagina thing? And they'd be like, yeah, we should Nailed do that. It. Like, they took the idea of, like, the, the the monstrous feminine and they were just like, eh, fuck it. And they just made it into this utter, utterly ridiculous thing that um, I think the cruelest part about that, and this goes back to what Amy was asking when she said, do you think this is, like, the mother or is it, like, a demon? 
the cruelest thing about it is I think that this is when the mother becomes like unapologetically shitty towards Lionel when it's kind of like mocking him, like you'll always be a mama's boy. And I do think that's like still her, but just completely inhumanized and turned into this fucking horrifying paper mache extra from the land of confusion video by Genesis. It's <laughs> a little bit. I love that. Oh I love my gosh. It. All right, yeah. we should and it's it's we should probably move on. I just want to say yeah, one last thing. I just want to say one last thing. This is a hot take of hot takes. Oh, do it. Get it. Are you ready? Peter Jackson is making a racist statement because this movie is the result of 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 misogyny when rats and monkeys mixed. Peter mm-hmm. Jackson says race mixing is bad. He's a fucking racist. He's canceled. <laughs> you heard it here first. Well, I mean, it, that is the weirdest. Species. That origin story is really fucking weird, by the way. Mixing. Oh. I mean, it's it's kind of like an anti-colonialist message. Like, here we have this... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going deep. We're going we deep. Have this, we have this idyllic paradise where these people live, and then rabid rats sexually assault monkeys, and now we have rat monkeys. But like, about it by the way because it just looks like a rat to me it's just a no, skinny I know. It rat looks like, it looks like a it skinny is, rat it looks <laughs> it looks like, like methed out salacious crumb say, like if salacious crumb went crumb. on a bender yes yeah 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 he, if he went on a fucking bender <laughs> after the rancor died he would turn into this <laughs> thing. i mean i do i do think like it's maybe it's a throwaway that they're specifically rats from slave ships but i su- I, I suspect it's not a throwaway i think Peter Jackson's canceled. No, I I think quite the I think I think quite the opposite. That Peter Jackson is in a lot of his things being like you know uh, uh, reminding people about where they're at and 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 what it's like to be where they're at. But whatever, you know, it's I I don't want to give too deep of a thing to a movie that literally well, has a man in a baby suit running around being like, "Did I do that?" Like clearly, <laughs> it's you know not not to be taken too seriously. But we got to move on to brain scan, cool. man. Well, no, Carl. Carl- Car- Carly was going to say oh, go something. Ahead. Carly was going to say something. I was not going to say anything important. I was literally <laughs> just going to say that the rat reminded me of uh, the rat that Angelica Houston turns into at the end of The Witches. Yes, oh. yes, yes. That's it. I fucking love that. <laughs> All right, we are going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about the extreme 1994 uh, science fiction horror film t- directed by John Flynn. Starring Edward Furlong, Frank Langella, Jamie Marsh, and fucking T-Rider fucking Smith. Brain scan. Yikes. You want to play? I dare you. I like how you had the tagline we'll right in there. Now. Yeah, I like that. That's good. That was good. Yeah. Now that I have your attention, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Trickster. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. Michael's seen it. Go for it, man. Done it. Played it. Look, I've played them all. And just when he thought he'd die of boredom. Brain scan. The ultimate experience in interactive terror. Never leave home without it. <laughs> You're in the game, man. You're in control. You must think like a killer. Cover up any clues. Leave no witnesses, no evidence. A challenge he can't resist. It was so real. It was sick. See, I told you, man. I told you it would blow your mind. A game he can't escape. There was a grisly murder in the quiet suburban town of Mountain today. So you did it. 
What was on that disc? It's not a game anymore. Hamilton and Hayden. It's real. It wasn't supposed to be real. Real, unreal. What's the difference? I didn't kill the man. I didn't even know him. You're in this now. You won't survive on your own. You started this, and now you're afraid to finish it just like you're afraid of everything else. I won't kill her! You Play it. The witness has to die. Edward Furlong, Frank Langella, and introducing T. Ryder Smith as the trickster. Brain scan. I can't wait to see what you do next. And we are back to talk about brain scale. <laughs> Loved that. Nice. Now, you I want to say up front. Oh no, I I I'm, I fucking live life in the fast. Okay. It's all it's all improv. It's, it's, there's no filter up here to get that down. I'm yeah. impressed. Thank you. I appreciate that. So when I was a kid, when I would read my monthly comic books. Um, there, I remember seeing advertisements for this and I used to be fucking terrified of trickster. How do you feel now? I want him to die. Like I actually want to find T Ryder Smith and fucking just like preferably in front of his children, just like utterly dominate him. Like just spit in his mouth and be like, fuck you. Fuck you. You you don't, you you don't own me anymore. I'm not afraid of you. Yikes. I'm not afraid of you. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, This movie, when I was a kid, when I saw this, I was like, oh, I can't deal with this. This is too much. Like, this is, this is so fucking scary. Like, oh my God. Like, like there was something about the idea of like the cops being involved and like murdering someone without knowing it. That just, just really fucked me up as a kid. And then eventually, you know, I, I kissed a girl for the first time and went through puberty and stopped being afraid of such fucking stupid bullshit as this. That now I watch this and I'm like, what the fuck was wrong? Like, no wonder my dad was like horrified of me as a child. It's like I was terrified of brain scan. <laughs> this is quite a little narrative. I like it. I, I no, it's like this. Okay, so I I, oh, I want to say didn't now even that like, ask this... it why they chose the movie. What if someone? What if someone was like, this is my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> Is this your favorite movie of all time? Either of you, Amy or Carly? Carly had never seen this. I had never seen it. This is, this is oh, my first. I, I, I had never and seen I can't it either. This wait is my to first hear time. her thoughts on it. Honestly. Okay. From the top, we're all roughly the same age. Yeah. I think. I think, I'm, so. I think I'm old. We came from the. Yeah. Uh, well, no, like, but like, you're like, we're all within what five years of each mm-hmm. other? Probably. Sure. Yeah, that sounds right. This movie, I remember when this movie came out, this was when they were trying to pretend that Edward Furlong was still like a viable actor. Yeah. <laughs> and I know I know that sounds kind of cruel, but it is the fucking truth. Like, it was like this, Pet Cemetery 2, and then the last, I guess, gasp of his career was when he was in the one Crow movie. Mm-hmm. But like, this movie is such a 90s time capsule for me because it has like... You know, we were talking about it before. It has, like, everything that you could want from, like, the mid-90s. Like, the weird music that was sort of, like, eh, like, it's almost punk, but not quite. Like, the imagery, the idea that, like, video games could make you murder someone, which is, I think, like, a very... <laughs> like, this movie has elements of like of the satanic panic in it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. 
you know, there was a period of time where they were like, no, no, Mortal, Mortal Kombat will make you kill your sister. Like, don't fucking <laughs> doubt for a second. Um, so what, as people, uh, Carly, what did you think about this movie as a person who watched it for the first time? So I had fun with it, for sure. Um, it did make me, I had a lot of thoughts while I was watching it. Uh, like... I never, I've never really seen Edward Furlong in anything except for uh, Terminator 2. And I was kind of like, God, he was just like, not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he, and then when I was like reading about it, I like saw that the director was like, hated working with him because it was like such a struggle. Like he was like a teenager that like wouldn't wake up and he was just like, like getting him to act was like super hard. And so I was like, all right, that, <laughs> that translates. Um, but overall I thought it was super fun. And I love, I love these kinds of movies that deal with like the old computer setups and like um, all of these, I don't know. It, it was fun, but I definitely had a few moments where I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> How about you, Amy? What What's your, uh, what, what what are some of your if, if you have any memories of this movie? Well, I first came af- came across this movie maybe like a decade ago. Um, so I never watched it as a kid. Uh, I didn't know it existed uh, until, like I said, about a decade ago when I definitely watched it. Uh, I I make my husband watch this movie pretty regularly. I, it's in a rotation uh, for sure. I have the DVD, uh, and it's I watch it. I think mostly because it's one of the only horror movies I can get my husband to watch uh, willingly. (laughs) Um, I think it's just, it's a fun time capsule. It feels, it's very 90s. I don't Mm -hmm. expect people who didn't grow up in the 90s to have any kind of appreciation for it because it's pretty much a shit film. But it's super entertaining from beginning to end. Like, I, it's horrible. It's not a good movie. But I have a special place in my heart for it. And, and for me, it's easy to rewatch all the time. Cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that but a lot. It is bad. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's a bad oh, movie. Yeah, it doesn't it's... make any sense uh, at all. Um, and also, I'd like to mention that I think Trickster is somewhat based off of like Howie Mandel from yes. Little Monsters a little bit. Yes. Right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, totally. Right? Like he's like a he's like a shitty version of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Real, real quick, I just want to toss in that um, I misspoke earlier. Uh, Eddie Furlong was actually in two good movies. American Terminator History 2 X. and American History yeah, X. Yeah, I forgot that he was in that. Um, but his, he, every movie he's been in, he's had like an annoying friend, be it like Danny Cooksley, the fucking dickhead in this movie. And then the other young Nazis in American history X are the most annoying skate punks in any movie ever. (laughs) Liam, since you're like the old man here, you're so much older than the rest of us and you're a father and you're so much older than the rest of us. Um, I like how because he's a father, it makes him older than us. Not that we, well, yeah. none of us could viably have children at this age. <laughs> Liam could best me in physical combat only because he's a father. Okay. Gotcha. We all have dog That's children. That's true. I have, I Very have true. two fur babies. So. Liam has a really nice cat that I'm allergic to, which sucks. Aww. Aww. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so 
Liam, what's up with you in this movie? Was this the first time you saw this? I had never seen this before. I had seen the, oh, oh, shit. the DVD yes. cover and the poster and many times. And even one time uh, we had uh, Josh Goldblum on Cinepunks and he wanted to talk about this movie initially, but then he changed to something else. What did we do? Oh, we did Ken Russell Phelps. But he originally wanted to talk about this movie because it was like his favorite horror movie growing up. So when uh, we were going to watch it, I was super stoked to watch it. I really like this movie, actually. I think that um, if I could do two things. One, if I could excise the whole like fucking uh, uh, being a voyeur on my neighbor thing. I mean, (laughs) Edward Furlong's character here is like... uh, is like the Cro-Magnon that will grow into the incel. Like he's like pre-incel. Like if MC <laughs> if MC five is proto-punk, his character here is proto-incel. It's like it's really it's really lame uh, that aspect of the plot. And then to be like when she's like, I've been watching you too. It's like come on, fuck you. Like I I just think everything about that is like a <laughs> fucking bummer to me. You excise that out of this movie, and I'm in. All the way, even with his admittedly bad acting, like he's yeah. he's he's never met a shrug he wouldn't do. Like he is <laughs> the shruggiest, <laughs> most disaffected actor who's like ever walked onto the screen. And like you know, I get that that was probably frustrating for the director. I gotta be honest though, like the it kind of works for this movie because I kind of love like some other teen actor would have been fucking losing his shit. You know, Trickster shows mm-hmm. up and he's like fucking rending his clothes and ready to run to the cops. When Eddie yeah. Furlog, Trickster shows up and he's like, oh man, that's not cool. That like works for him. Like you 100% believe that in real life, if totally. the real Edward Furlog had a fucking <laughs> demon creature come out of his CD-ROM, he'd go, oh man, that's lame. You know, like that's like... And he's he's more, he's more upset. He's he's visibly more upset that the thing puts on Primus. Yes. 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 Well, because if the thing showed up and he was like, oh, man, I'm kidding. We're buddies now and I'm going to put on some music you actually like. He'd be like, cool, bro. Let's hang out and blaze like like you get the feeling that like he's in for this. And what I like about the film to some extent is I agree with you, Justin. It has relationship to the satanic panic, but it resolves in such a way that the film is like. Oh, you know this whole world where everyone is scared of you and your music and they all think like you're a bad kid. Well, guess what? Fuck them. Just turn the whole thing on them. It doesn't matter. It's it's all fine. Like the movie basically resolves with it being like, "Oh, it turns out you didn't kill anyone." And not only that, you can let me loose on your douchey vice principal. It's cool, man. We're buddies now. You and Trickster forever are buddies. <laughs> I was like, that's so dark and like like and like a uh, teenage version of nihilism that it like is the most nineties thing. Like all of the nine, like we, we talk a lot about like the two thousands leading us to things like Dexter, but the seeds for this whole idea where it's like serial killers are our friends. That's all from the nineties. Right. Mm-hmm, and so like, yeah. that's what this fucking movie is, is like you've been tempted by the devil and somehow you survived. And now he's like your bud as long as you unleash him on some other douche nozzle. You know, like, it's... That aspect of it, like, granted, it doesn't make it a good movie, but it felt so 
resident of a time when I was a kid, like 1994, I was 15 years old. And if I had seen this when I was 15, I would have been like, this movie fucking rules. Although to be fair, (laughs) by the time I was 15, I had heard punk rock. So I would have thought this was some shitty Hesher music in this movie. But still, (laughs) the point is that I would have been very stoked on it. And so- See, Liam, you say something really interesting though. You're saying that- you think Trickster is a demon and that he has this, now he has this relationship with Edward Furlong's mm. character. Is he? Does oh. Trickster exist? That's the thing. Because is I that, don't think so. I, don't think, I think the movie, the movie is completely uh, ambiguous on the issue up until the point where Trickster shows up at the end and gives him like well, a, make we're any, friends. To me, it just doesn't make sense that Trickster shows up at the end. I loved it. I, to me, it was like, I thought the movie was walking a lie where it's like, is Trickster real or is this all just a game? And then the resolve. I think it just made him fucking crazy. I think it just made him crazy. Very and possible. now he's seeing Trickster places. Very po- That's very, how I view it personally. My my As I was watching this, my, as, uh, my interpretation was that Trickster, within the context of the game, was real. But then the movie goes, it's all been a game. None of it's real. And I thought, okay. But then it complicates that in two ways. Not just with the shitty stinger with with Trickster at the end. But when the photos are there... Oh yeah, the dog too. The dog. the dog doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the dog with the foot. He still the has dog, the foot. Exist. The dog with the foot actually doesn't make any sense. That's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> but, I was like, wait a minute. I thought I understood where we were, but now I really don't know. But where I was going to say the 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 photos to me. See, to me, it worked with the photos because what the photos revealed in my mind was. Um, what you were experiencing in the game is based in reality. It's almost like you were in a different world, and that means Trickster could be real. Then Trickster shows up, he gives a little tip of the hat to our man, and I'm like, okay, that's just basically the movie saying all that shit was real. He basically didn't get tempted by the digital by the digital devil, but he did unleash him on an adult, which but is if like the great. Foot exists. That means he did actually kill. And someone, that's what I'm saying. The foot didn't. actually doesn't work. The foot actually <laughs> ruins the whole work. goddamn movie. Very, I was like, oh, I'm glad that we're it's seeing so this cute dumb. puppy again. But like, why? <laughs> what fucking serial killer would take a foot as a souvenir? The stupidest part of the body is all going to take his foot. <laughs> It is. The foot would the <laughs> foot would only work. Actually, I, I will say this: the foot would work for me if where the dog goes is the vice principal's house. Like if that's like the, the like like because then it's like a like a goofy like now the vice principal's playing the game and he gets his dog foot. But um, no, it still doesn't work. Yeah, I think the whole movie is Edward Furlong having an aneurysm and we're seeing what his last moments. Yeah, are. like the basically the the flashing lights in the brain scan game like fried his brain. That's possible. He's gone. Yeah, like he's crazy no 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 now. no no. He had <laughs> that could be it, or he's dying and we're witnessing like his fucking brain trying Why to make sense of it all. That? I mean, in like a in in like a genre sense, what this movie is to some extent, right, is like they're trying to have their cake and eat it too. Like in the nineties, the the psycho killer the serial killer genre, the true crime adjacent work destroys horror. Like literally Mm -hmm. uh, the Silence of the Lambs books come along and destroy horror fiction and eat up all the money and all these people have to like move on to something else. And uh, this movie's like, what if it's like a serial killer movie, but also there's a cool demon guy who's kind of metal slash grudge. And so it gets to have both (laughs) things. Primus. Yeah, who likes fucking Primus? Who yeah. loves Primus? <laughs> of 
I'm sure that, he does. I'm sure there are people who bought this soundtrack. Like this soundtrack fucking rips, man. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I'm you're not one against of them. It. I, again, I didn't know about this until '94. <laughs> I, 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 would I have been stoked on Primus? I don't think I would have. I might have been stoked on the no. Mud Honey tracks though. Yeah. I would have been soaked on seaweed because fucking seaweed yeah. rules. 93, though, I definitely thought Primus was pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was. I yeah, quote unquote, good... ni- 93, not 2021. Okay, sure. I'm, not a, I'm not a Primus fan, but I think that that's like the perfect fucking song for that moment. Oh, though. 100%. Oh, totally. 100%. Absolutely. It's creepy. Like, it, it's the only time that I thought that that uh, Trickster was even approaching creepy was when he was dancing to Primus. That's the only Yeah, it's, it's, it's sur- because it speaks, I mean, it, it, again, it all goes back to that 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 look of like, like there could very easily be a Primus song where it's like, I got a friend named Trickster. He plays a good old game. <laughs> he going on down to downtown. Like, that song could exist because like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, the 90s aesthetic of like, of like, I guess like outsider culture was like, like this movie, like you look at Igor and Igor's kind of creepy. It kind of has that like, remember the Beetlejuice cartoon when you would watch yes. like the Beetlejuice, like tele- the cartoons oh, I loved it. and like the TV shows he would watch, it kind of looked like that. Yeah. It all goes back to that weird aesthetic in the nineties where everything was like lightly grotesque, like, like this. Like salad or, fingers. Like Love salad, salad fingers, fingers. Yes. or fucking like uh, any random tool video, which was huge. Wait, do in the people mid-90s. still know what salad fingers is? Like, do kids today know what salad fingers is? Because no. maybe we should no. introduce gonna... them to salad fingers. I'm gonna say yeah, no. I'm, I'm texting my niece later. Like, look up salad yes, fingers. Yes, your welcome. niece would love salad fingers, right? Uh, she'd probably be terrified oh. of it. <laughs> like that's the thing. It's like she's into cool well, I think shit. She like, should be. Um, salad fingers is terrifying. It's so creepy, yeah. but it, but it, 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 like it ha- like it all has that like weird, just like kind of gross grotesqueness to it, like Primus, Guar, Tool, mm-hmm. um, all of that shit before like you know new metal came along and made everything shitty in the nineties. Like this movie is like the last gasp of like true weirdness. Yeah, before I, I think that's an important distinction too because a lot of people who weren't actually there kind of see a through line like they're like yeah nirvana came out and then there was fucking uh cold chamber and system of a down and you're like uh <laughs> very different worlds y'all yeah. like they're actually very different and you know but i do think like the seeds for what would become slipknot culture mm-hmm. are in this fucking movie like i would not be surprised if like yeah. If you were getting high with the insane clown bossy, some point someone put on brain scan. Like, oh, you want to see brain scan? That shit's sick. Well, I, sick. Our, our, I don't know if you guys know Luke Rodriguez of Modern Horrors, but uh, Luke Rodriguez is uh, was an ICP uh, fan growing up, uh, and he loves this movie. So I, <laughs> I wonder. So this, I this tracks. There's a connection. This tracks. I, I mean, here's the thing. Like, you know, if you were, if it's 1992 and you're a Mud Honey fan. You think that you're, you know, in the shadow of Husker Du. And you had no idea that growing out of your shadow was going to be like some dude with multicolored dreadlocks, like, and a fucking, like. And one white icon. Yeah, and day glow face piercings or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's like, there was no way to know where things were going to go. And, And at this point, 
you know, there was a certain amount of 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 neon that kind of ejected itself into some of this shit, right? And this is just before that. This is right on the cusp of yeah. like Ozfest being a thing. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and so Ozfest. yeah, remember <laughs> Ozfest? Flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even. Dang. This just. This, I don't. I don't want to get into my Ozfest flashbacks because those are bad. They're dark. <laughs> this also reminds me a lot of like um, the weird, uh, like pre Antichrist superstar Marilyn Manson when oh. it was like all about like strange children's TV shows from like the from the sixties and seventies. Sure. There's like an element of, an element of of that in this movie as well. I think. I think just yeah. like the. You know what strikes me as the most '90s about this movie, though. I mean, beyond the flannel, I was gonna say, flannel that I and mentioned s- earlier, yeah. and CD-ROM, and the hair, it, and the CD-ROM, and the hair. But beyond that, um, in terms of like actual like set design, sure. uh, children do not have rooms like this in their home, right? Most of them, and right. I feel like it's a very '90s thing to have the teenager have the cool room. Yes, in the attic. Absolutely. This is like he has a full fucking refrigerator in yeah. his room. Oh like, yeah, he has the entire attic. The space well, is awesome. I totally the, the, had a mini fridge. And the idea that like his dad <laughs> has up, a Carly. his his dad has abandoned him <laughs> to live his life on his own, basically. Yeah, like, he's a fully he's basically an emancipated youth, uh, yeah. un, 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 unintentionally, you know, and that yeah. that is like. It's also funny because um, the movie in no way comments on this like super idyllic, like they're not even in the suburbs. They're like in the exurbs. They're like in a a rich community in the woods. You know what I mean? And like the movie is completely unconcerned with being like, hey, these kids can do all the shit because they're fucking rich. And right. no, and parents don't care about them. The the movie doesn't really comment on that because it's like a given that a bunch of the audience is probably exactly the same place. And I thought that was really interesting <laughs> that like it's not really it's a like part the rich of the foot movie, clan. You know? um, also, I just also love that Fangoria is in the movie. That made me happy. Yeah, yeah. it's true though because this is kind of this is definitely like the era of the latchkey kids. Like I just remember having full reign over my neighborhood when I was little and like it just yeah. not being a thing. Like my parents yeah. always kind of knew where I was, but like I would just go out and play yeah. and not be back till, you know, sundown. And you know, it's just, that's just how this was. Like parents yeah. were obviously around, but not as much as they are today. Yeah. My dad would just do a whistle. He could yeah. do the whistling, like where you like tuck your underlip. You know, and yeah, it's, like, it's super loud. I can't do the it, cool but I know whistle. what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he would just do that, and then I'd know, okay, I got to get on my bike and go home. <laughs> got to go, guys. See you tomorrow. Get on my bike. You see, you're, you, yeah. yeah, you, you hear, <laughs> you're like, oh, that's my... Yeah, that's my dad. That's I mean, the even, the only even one more so, that. Even more so for me in the summer, like, my mom would mm-hmm. go to work, and then I just did whatever I wanted to do. Like, there was no... I mean, I had chores. Like, that was sort of her way of controlling me with being like... If these things aren't done when I get home, you're in trouble. But yeah. like once those things were done, I just would ride my bike anywhere I wanted to go. I would, yeah. you know, go and I would play uh manhunt with kids at the yes. clover. Like we would be in the store playing manhunt, like hiding in the clothes and shit. Like I loved manhunt. Know, I'd I'd ride my bike uh at, just behind the clover with these like BMX hills and I didn't have a BMX bike, but I would do them anyway and get hurt. And that was like <laughs> 
just like <laughs> what you would do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, 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 yeah, yeah. There's a certain amount of that kind of '90s latchkeyness in this movie that like is both charming and horrifying. Like, why does this kid have so much freedom? <laughs> but he does, you know. And 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 of course, hence the anxiety that then he would have the freedom to go and psycho Murder. kill a bunch of people. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Although I do find it very interesting that he has all this food. Like, he has raw chicken. Like, he has a whole chicken in his fridge as a 16-year-old boy. Like, what is he going to do with that? That part was very weird. I, I'm like, I believe I he has things in his fridge, but why would he have chicken? There's no stove here. It doesn't make any sense. No, like, the foot on, or, like, the bloody necklace on the freezer uh, mac and cheese makes perfect sense. Yes. Sure. Trickster right. eating a full, full chicken, raw chicken that he found in the fridge does not make any sense. I was like, whoa, that's a choice. <laughs> that's a choice that someone made <laughs> well i mean i i i don't know that i would uh recommend this movie per se but oh, I, I would but i kind of would I, I i guess i would recommend it to people who like are willing to watch something that is kind of corny and kind of fun and especially people who are nostalgic at all for the 90s because this features uh, when I want something to remind me of the 90s, I want to remind me of the good and the bad. And so mm-hmm. that's what this does. It reminds me of things about the 90s I miss. And it reminds me of things about the 90s that were horrifying possible crimes. It's one of the most nostalgic <laughs> 90s movies that I think I've seen in a long time. I agree. I yeah, can agree with I, that. I would agree to that. And I also don't recommend it to people that like need everything to make sense. Sure. I mean, blow their don't, mind. Don't let your kid watch it. Yeah, don't. I mean, I, I, I'm all for children watching horror movies. I don't think this is a good one for them to watch. No, no, personally. And I also would, I, I, I would also is... recommend people not record their neighbors if they can help it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's the yeah. part that I don't want them watching. Right, exactly. I got so weirded out by that part. I was like, because I knew yeah. that Edward Furlong was like his age, right? And I was like, how old is this girl though? And so I like had to IMDb exactly. while I was watching yeah. it. And she's was seven years older than him. So it wasn't like in, insanely creepy, but in the context of the movie that it was. Also interesting that his friend that uh, was 27 when he played that role, which was interesting wow. to me. Jesus. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. He didn't look it. No. Um, he did once I knew. Once I knew that he was 27, I was like, oh, I see it. I see it now. All, all, all the greetings fellow kids comments he kept making made sense. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Well, I, I, go ahead. I think this th- th- this movie is like, do you guys remember the D. Snyder film Strangely? Oh, yeah. yes. yes, we did an episode. We on did. It. Oh, yeah. yeah. Another Lee Rodriguez. This, <laughs> this, I, this movie, I think, is like a much more authentic version of like what it was like in the 90s than Strangeland was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because I just remember Strangeland being like, um, I think it's like an age D. Snyder like attempt to be like, no, I'm still mm-hmm. cool. I'm, 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 I still got it. And you're like, nah, you, you really don't. Um, <laughs> it's like me but now. This movie... <laughs> it's the kids who are wrong, <laughs> not me. Cool, guys. It's kind of depressing. I'm still cool, yeah. right, guys? Um, but no, th- this, this, this movie feels like what D. Snyder was trying to say. Like This feels like it was made by someone who was actually in touch with... Uh, the quote-unquote 90s in, like, all capital letters with, like, blood splatters behind them than, um, than Strangeland was. Because I remember, like, when that soundtrack came out, like, it was hyped up as, like, it's got fucking seven dust and all this shit on it. I was like, whoa, that's that's cool. And it just, I don't know, like, it, but, it, but when I watched it, it just felt horribly, like, even when I was a kid, I was like, this is, just feels like a bad attempt at, like, 
someone trying to be cool and just failing fucking miserably. Yeah. Well, not to say this movie is like the pinnacle of coolness, but like this feels more like a, like someone who was actually, I guess, in touch with what um, made the 90s so fucking horrifying uh, as opposed to just like, no, we're going to have body piercings and like face tattoos. That's scary, right? Sure. Well, I guess we better wrap up. I don't know how much more there is to say about. We might have just said more about Brain Scan than anyone has since Brain Scan came out. But it's, it's great. very possible. <laughs> it's uh, great. Can so, I just mention the the CD ROM was really cool because I yes. don't think I ever put a CD in a computer like that before. Really? Oh, I am. No, that was like. Are you? You have to be fucking joking with me right now. Is that true? I don't think so. I think it would just like I just always remember the tray coming out. Oh, you mean because it had the holder? The tray was like automatic eject. Like you put it in the tray and then you put the tray in the computer. Whereas usually the tray spits out, you put it in the tray and then it goes back in. The the thing that he had was meant to keep it, it keeps it from scratching. Mm -hmm. Oh, fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have. We're like, yeah, exactly. This movie made me want to watch The Net also. Ooh. Sure. Throw that out there. Weird, weirdly, weirdly yeah. it actually made me want to watch singles. Is that weird? But uh, <laughs> when I get when I get nostalgic for the nineties, I'm like, eh, where's singles? I'm gonna put those singles Amazing. on. Um, uh, well, uh, again, let's wrap up on the old brain skin. But for the like maybe five or six people listening who aren't already in love with your show, uh, where can our listeners oh, find wow. out more about y'all and your awesome podcast? Oh Jesus, you am you. you brought that up too high uh so uh we have this podcast that we've been doing for a while and you can find us on most podcast places where you can find podcasts you're doing I like great that. i like that that's yeah. good there's a couple of final girls podcasts that popped up so look for the one with the pink eyes and uh <laughs> does us. your thing say I, I mean is it final girls horror cast is that like how yes. yeah, we're yeah, specifically yeah. final girls horror cast yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we'll have more episodes than any of the other final girls uh podcasts you see sure uh and uh yeah i mean we have uh if you want to listen to our back catalog you can go on podbean.com and download our whole back catalog i think right now on like itunes or whatever you can only listen to a hundred of our most recent episodes but we have uh quite a back catalog going so sure check them out there i'm so glad that y'all came on this was really great thanks for having yeah, us thanks for having and thank us. you for choosing brain scan i legitimately would not have watched it and i'm so glad i did i again i'm not saying it's a great movie but i had a lot of goddamn fun with it it's a fun one to talk about though and yeah. i think uh yeah when justin i justin asked us what we wanted to cover and i was like you have to send us a list but when i said you have to send us a list in the back of my head i was thinking <laughs> i wonder if we could do brain scan because that's probably one of the movies we would never do on our show i don't feel like it's ever going to be streaming and we really only talk about movies that are streaming um so when he sent me a list and brain scan was on it, I'm like, I think we have to do that now because I was in the back of my head the whole time. It's true. She's <laughs> been wanting to talk about that for a while. So it's I'm really big, excited big, that we got yeah, to. Yeah, totally. Also, Amy, we, we, when we were texting, you were talking about I had like a lot of abbreviations on there um, on the list. You should watch The Living Dead of Manchester Morgue. If you like okay. uh, like 70 zombie movies, I don't. Um, that is a movie you should definitely check out. OK, I don't, but I'll check it out. <laughs> I don't like 70s zombie movies that much but well, I will well, check that, it out that was, that was released under what movie was that not that this like makes it great or anything like that um, 
I'm, I'm trying. One of the alternate titles for that was like a white zombie. One of one of the one of the white zombie uh, early EPs was named after oh. that. Okay, I'll check it out. I'm trying to think. So I mean, if Rob Zombie likes it, it's got to be. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> hey, thanks uh, to you for listening. Um, feel free to follow Har Business on the social meds. We're at the Har Biz six six six. Uh, what else do you usually say at this point, Justin? Since you're not saying it, well, where where, where can they can, like you guys? What are your what are your social media handles that they can follow? Find you under the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, at Twitter, we're at Final Girls HC. Uh, I think on Facebook and uh, Instagram, we're both Final Girls Horrorcast on there. Oh, Final Girls Hardcore, where they talk about like Roger Moret and like <laughs> Madball and all that stuff. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> and Hope's Fall, which. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that you appreciate Hope Swell as much as I do. Oh Carly. my gosh, that makes me so fucking happy. I love love them. Did you ever listen to Carly's melodic uh, hardcore band? No, because she. <laughs> I, I've. I want to <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I would like to know about that. No, I was. I was. <laughs> I was literally about to be like, "Oh my god, stop talking! We have to end the episode." And now I'm like, now I'm interested. What are we talking about? Cause, yeah. Well, because a few months ago I posted all like the old like the cold like December and I will dare stuff that I used to sing for, and ever since then I'm like Carly, <laughs> I want to hear your band. I, I like that's how I knew Carly. Like when we first met in college, she was in a band. I thought she was like way too cool to be my friend. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Fun times, those okay. college years. <laughs> okay, I do have to go make dinner for my family, so can All we wrap right. up? Oh, fuck Jeez. you, Liam. Okay, That's why you don't All right. have family. Uh, Just kidding. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, head to patreon.com backslash some punks. Uh, check out www.xlvacx for Lehigh Valley Apparel Creations, Essex Coffee Roasters for essexcoffeeroasters.com. Um, and I guess, as always, fuck the GOP and fuck Ted Cruz. Um, <laughs> until next time. Stay spooky! Don't talk, just listen. Under the black sun there is no hope. Only mystery, wonder, and danger. Black Sun Dispatches on the Cinepunks Podcast Network.